Aren't you one of those Jehovah's? Well, <laughs> well, we don't call it Jehovah's. Uh, we, we refer to ourselves as Jehovah's Witnesses. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And the purpose of this video is to speak to you about the Jehovah's Witnesses and loaded language. Yes. JT, let's talk loaded language. What do you mean, what do I mean when we talk about loaded language? Mm. Um, loaded language is basically designed to, to cause a person to have certain thoughts. True. Certain feelings. True. And just the mention of the word. Um, it causes the person to feel certain ways, certain emotional thoughts. Mm. In fact, it's exaggerated language. Yes. Sometimes to the positive, most times to the negative. Yeah. Let's start talking through the list. The uh, truth. Yeah. Talk about the classic yeah. example of loaded language. Very much so. When someone is saying that, right, it's hard for them to say that and then do critical thinking about things that go against the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Talk to us. Yeah, that's that's very true. When the society, uh, I mean, they have literally marked that word. In fact, it is used in such a way that a witness will say, how long have you been in the truth? So this word has literally taken on a life of itself. By using the word the truth, it causes the person to think everything I'm going to be told is the truth. Mm -hmm. And of course, that presents problems because then when the organization has to change things, they have a problem on their hands. Because you told people this teaching is the truth, now you're changing it, and now what do you do? By the same token, when a person tries to change their behavior or make a move outside the organization, they've got like a, a disconnect. They're saying the truth. Uh, logically, it says, let me move on. I see something wrong with the 144,000, let's say from our previous video. But then emotionally, they're saying the truth. There's yeah. a disconnect. Yeah. Is this intentional, this loaded language, do you think? Oh, yeah. In fact, if you watch the videos that are produced by various different individuals, you will often hear people inadvertently saying, I was in the truth 22 years. Mm -hmm. Because it has become such a part of our vernacular. We use it all the time. Mm -hmm. And it basically refers to that you're one of Jehovah's Witnesses. You'll see people in line at a store. And you may be with a person when you were a witness and you hear them using certain words and you say, he in the truth. This loaded language, it has a tremendous impact on Jehovah's Witnesses. So that's a great point, JT. Mm -hmm. And it's been said, you borrow someone else's language, you borrow their conclusions. Yes. Let's go to another piece of loaded language. Mm -hmm. Apostate. Oh, man. Oh. That's, 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 In fact, I think they call you an apostate, <laughs> a traitor, a Judas. Yeah. Talking about your mama, basically. Yeah, basically, what, yeah. This language of apostate seems to be loaded. Oh, yeah. It says, oh, they're the anointed, you're the apostate. Can you talk about that? Yeah, this is probably one of the greatest tools that the society uses to shut a witness down who is starting to think, starting to ask questions. Um, the society will tell you that this person is an apostate. We've had so many people who they will actually listen to our videos, uh, listen to the point we're making. And if they don't know that we were Jehovah's Witnesses, they'll be like, well, that's a good point. Mm. Then they say, well, he's an apostle. Oh, mm. Lord. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so so this, 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 the, the impact of the loaded language is just tremendous. Uh, we had mentioned that we were discussing earlier 
about how the society uh, basically has three types of truths. Mm. <laughs> they have what's called past truths, yeah. present truth. Okay. And of course, they're going to be future truth with new light. Mm. Uh, once again, another loaded language word, yeah. new light. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's very interesting is that the society, you will be hard, hard pushed to find the society ever referring to any of their teachings as false. Yeah, and why is that? Well, that's a loaded language, which goes back to what we were talking about before. Mm. They have identified that this teaching is the truth. So the society, I remember when I was when I was a kid, uh, people, the elders and so speakers refer to, well, these were past truths. So even when they're, when they're dropping the teaching, when they're no longer teaching it, it's, true. it's still true. They, they still put the word truth in the word, in the, in the name, in the, in the sentence. And so if you, once again, if you go back and look, put stuff on the timeline, the timeline always gets you. So you have something that's a past truth, a present truth, and of course, new light going to give you future truth. Yeah. So it all, all up and down the timeline, the teaching remains what? True, true. Well, I'm smiling because, you know, again, the question that we always ask is, does this sound like Jehovah? Yeah. Does this sound like man? Yeah. I mean, you can't find anything in the Bible talking about the past truth, present truth, future truth. No. Mm. So that's the problem that the witnesses have by using loaded language. And, and once again, it's very, very effective. You borrow their language, you borrow their conclusions. Let's take another one. God's organization. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You was part of God's organization. Yeah. The truth. It's true. You um, left God's, God's organization. organization. Yeah. And that's what you often see in people's comments, which is very interesting. Because I always, always ask people, let me ask you a question. Could you explain to me how disagreeing with a group of American journalists who write for an American religious publication, how does disagreeing with these uninspired American journalists constitute leaving God? If what you're talking about it's something that they got wrong. <laughs> so, you know, and so in our videos, we, we examine the published works of the Watchtower writers, and they're admitting it's wrong. That's why we're dropping it. That's why we're getting rid of it. And so the person says, you leaving God. Well, they, they, they don't want to change it. I didn't change it. They changed it. It's one of the classic strategies, right? You demonize the opposition. Yeah. Instead of someone that doesn't agree, they're an apostate. Yes. Instead of someone deciding to move on, they left God's they organization. They left God's organization. It's, 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 uh, well, you borrow their language. You borrow their conclusion. You borrow their conclusion. Let me ask you uh, about writing style. We talked about that off camera, that that uh, loaded language often comes up in the writing. Can you talk to our viewers about that? Yeah. Um, there is a uh, question that is actually on the JW.org uh, site. The question basically is, are Jehovah's Witnesses the only ones who will be saved? And this question, uh, the society will feature this question over the years in different publications, different magazines. Are Jehovah's Witnesses the only ones that will be saved? And the way the society responds back is the perfect example of loaded language. Um, if you go to the website, there is a quote there on the, on the website. The question was asked, are Jehovah's Witnesses the only ones who will be saved? And this is what a non-Jehovah's Witness would be reading. Because now we know when you're talking to the witnesses on the street or so forth, even at the doors, they will always tell you, go to JW.org. So if, a, if your cousin or co-worker of a witness had asked them, well, do you guys believe y'all the only ones going to be saved? If you go to the JW.org site, you will see what the answer is. 
Hey, Mr. Johnson. Hey, how you doing, Denise? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. What can I do for you? Anything we can get up on your floor, clean up or anything? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to finish up. Just give me a second. I'm just trying to finish up this order for these, this, this soap and trying to get some hand towel for the third floor. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What can I do for you today? Well, you know what? Aren't you one of those Jehovah's? Well, <laughs> well, we don't call it Jehovah's. Uh, we, we refer to ourselves as Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, yeah, you know, I thought you were part of that group because I see those books on your desk all the time. But you know what? My cousin is studying with, with the Jehovah's. And um, I, I, I don't know how true this is, but I have heard that this group of people believes that they're the only ones that's going to be saved. So I just said, you know, I work with this guy on my job and maybe he could clear this up. So can you tell me a little bit about what your beliefs are in this area? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question, Denise. In fact, that's a question that a lot of people ask. Let me ask you a question, Denise. Have you ever heard of the saying, get the information from the horse's mouth? And yes, I have. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you to the horse's mouth. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on break now. And, you know, the company allows us to be able to use our Internet service, you know, for, for, for limited use. And I'd like to show it to you directly so you can see it for yourself. Would you like to see it yourself? Uh, sure. Please, okay. please, by all means. Okay. And what we're going to do, we're going to go to what's called JW.org. You can just type that into the computer and it will give you our website. And here it is. I got it. Now, we're going to go to the frequently asked questions. And here we have it now. And the question is, do they believe they are the only ones who will be saved? Now, Denise, I want you to read this for yourself. And then you will get the answer from the horse's mouth. Do they believe that they are the only ones who will be saved? No. Many millions that have lived in centuries past and who were not Jehovah's Witnesses will come back in a resurrection and have an opportunity for life. Many now living may yet take a stand for truth and righteousness before the great tribulation, and they will gain salvation. Moreover, Jesus said that we should not be judging one another. We look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. He sees accurately and judges mercifully. He has committed judgment into Jesus' hands, not ours. Wow. Denise is going to walk away after talking to Elder Johnson, thinking to herself, wow, I don't have to be involved in the Jehovah's Witness denomination and in their belief system in order to gain salvation. You know, lawyers will tell you, always read the fine print. As they say, the devil's in the details. Well, let's go back and look at that official answer that sits on the Jehovah's Witness International website, accessible all over the world. Let's take a look at what they actually said without saying it after they had just said no. Many millions that have lived in centuries past and who were not Jehovah's Witnesses will come back in a resurrection and have an opportunity for life. Now, the average non-Jehovah's Witness has absolutely no idea what Jehovah's Witnesses are talking about with that statement. And the Watchtower knows that. Here we see the Watchtower identify the first group of people who will gain salvation. The group that will gain salvation will be those who come back 
in the resurrection after the great tribulation and Armageddon. This is where the critical thinking question comes in at. Imagine if Denise had asked him the question, well, Mr. Johnson, after the great tribulation and Armageddon, what is going to be the only denomination that is left standing? In other words, if Geronimo rolled up on his horse, whose religious belief system would he be taught? Well, of course, the answer is, as you guessed it, Jehovah's Witnesses. So for people who are resurrected after the Armageddon, they're going to have to become a Jehovah's Witness. Because what Mr. Johnson didn't tell her was, that's the only religious belief system, only denomination that will be surviving. You have to be a Jehovah's Witness after Armageddon. But it gets better. Many now living may take a stand for truth and righteousness before the Great Tribulation, and they will gain salvation. Here we see the Watchtower literally telling people there's a second group that will gain salvation. And who are these individuals? These are people who will be taking their stand for the truth. You can rest assured Denise has no idea what that means from the Jehovah's Witness perspective. You see, she's probably thinking, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Person accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. But that's not what it means. Every Jehovah's Witness who is watching this video knows what it means to take a stand for the truth. It means that you are involved in the Jehovah's Witness program. Yes, what they teach, their denomination. This is who the Watchtower is identifying as will gain salvation. Those who take their stand for the truth in the future, right before Armageddon. Now, that leads to an interesting question. If there are going to be people in the future, the next few months, the next few years, who will be taking their stand for the truth, then is there anyone who has already taken their stand for the truth? Well, if she had asked Mr. Johnson, well, Mr. Johnson, has anyone already taken their stand for the truth who are on the earth today? And what denomination are they? Mr. Johnson would have had to tell them they are Jehovah's Witnesses. So what do we see? We see that before Armageddon, there are people who have already taken their stand. They are Jehovah's Witnesses. We also see before Armageddon that there will be other people who will take their stand for the truth. They will be Jehovah's Witnesses. They will gain salvation. Then after Armageddon, since only the Jehovah's Witness denomination is going to make it through Armageddon in the Great Tribulation, anybody who's resurrected, what denominations, teachings, and belief system will those individuals have to accept? Once again, only the Jehovah's Witness denomination. So what started out as an emphatic, clear, distinct, no, we don't believe we're the only ones who will be saved. By looking at the loaded language and understanding the loaded language, we see that the Watchtower turned around the answer and said, yeah, only those who are part of our program are going to gain salvation. But now here's the best part. Moreover, Jesus said that we should not be judging one another. We look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. He sees accurately and judges mercifully. He's committed judgment into Jesus' hands, not ours. Matthew 7, 1 through 5 and Matthew 24, 21. 
Now, when Denise read that, she's probably thinking to herself, like the average non-Jehovah, that makes sense. Yeah, Jesus, he'd be the one who do the judging. But once again, this is where the critical thinking questions come in at. Imagine if Denise knew what question to ask Mr. Johnson. Well, consider any contestant and any person who is a judge in any type of contest, whether it's judging apple pies, judging classical cars or a beauty pageant, whatever you want to call it. There's one thing that both the contestant and the judge must know, and that is what is the criteria to win the contest? Well, see, that's the critical thinking question. Denise would be able to ask Mr. Johnson is very simple. Mr. Johnson, what denomination is teaching what the criteria is that Jesus Christ will be using to judge people for salvation? Well, if Mr. Johnson's honest, he would have to tell her the ones that Jehovah's Witnesses are teaching. So at the end of the day, the question is, do Jehovah's Witnesses believe they're the only ones who will be saved? The actual answer is yes. The answer out the gate is no. No, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe they're the only ones who will be saved. But as you continue to read it, you'll see how the loaded language is set up. And so the, the, the person will have no idea what they're reading. Because the person who just asked the question is really asking a simple question. He's asking, do you guys believe that y'all are the only true church, the only true religion, you know, and, and so y'all the only ones that can, that can get salvation coming through your, through your, your program? That's really what the person's asking, right? And the witness will stand at the door, no, we don't believe that. Go to JW.org and you'll see it says no as well. So JT, you, you said off camera that their style is slick as glass. Oh, it's slick as glass. Yeah. Masters of the nuance. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Talk to us more about that. Yeah, this goes back to... They're good with the word game. And even witnesses are good at the word game. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a video, it was about Jehovah's Witnesses and semantics. Uh, you know, it, it, it goes back, it, it, you know, it just keeps coming back to what we often say about our buddy in the car with us. We, we, we get the same thing. Our buddy plays the semantic games on us, and we are gonna, we're going to deal with him for playing that semantic game with us. Mm -hmm. you know, we're in the car, we're backing up, you see a car coming, he say no, truck hit us. We don't want to hear no, no semantic game about when well, you ain't asked about no truck, you asked about the car. Well, you know what I was talking about. Witnesses do that as well. They realize many times that when they're talking to non-Jehovah's Witnesses, they do not understand what the witness is using in terms of their loaded language. Mm. And the witness has feels no obligation to correct them. Let's take another one. Uh, again, you borrow their language, you borrow their conclusions. The friends. Oh. Well, you and Lady C been gone for a while. Yeah. Where your friends at? Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people, we, 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 we joke and laugh. You know, people go up on Facebook and everything with you know, Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, these are my friends. I got a thousand friends. And, I, and we often laugh that the society took that word years ago, mastered it. Because what people find out at the Kingdom Hall many times, these people are not really your friends. Mm -hmm. And they find that out oftentimes when they need help, mm -hmm. when they need certain things. Uh, we use, as witnesses, we use that word, the friends. Uh, we just use it at will. These are the friends. Well, they weren't really your friends many times. And you would find that out. And so uh, you often find out the hard way. Yeah. So, once again, loaded language. It makes you think these people will always be. No, that's not the case many times. Demonize those that disagree. Mm -hmm. Glorify the, those that do agree. Mm -hmm. I got an apostate over here. So tell me more about the, the friends. friends. Yeah. One of the. One of the things that a witness comes up 
learn very quickly that the friends are conditional. Mm. A friend is somebody who's going to be with you through thick and thin. True. Not the case in Jehovah's Witnesses. It's They're conditional. If you violate what the Watchtower published in his magazines, you're no longer my friend. That is, I mean, that is really the bottom line. Uh, you go against what the Watchtower writers have written, you can't be my friend. So these are people that you may have known for 20 or 30 years, and yet, no, you're not my friend. And that and this friendship cuts off immediately, immediately. When you leave the organization. When you leave the organization, exactly. Mm -hmm. I got my friends, friends over, over there. there. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and for people who are perceived as being spiritually weak, you quickly find out who your friends are. Mm. Uh, invitations, social activities, you will be left out. Yeah. And yet, it's probably at that time is when you really need your, your friends. friends. But that's not the case. And that's the experience of so many people. And I, and, and, and see, I tell you, man, these are the type of things that you won't find written in a magazine. These are just life experiences, the culture of being in this congregation, that congregation. You'll see that the friends, you, you, you really come to see what that word really means. Loaded language, you borrow their language, you borrow their conclusions. Let's take a couple of more. New light. Oh, that's probably that's probably my favorite one. I mean, that, I mean, new I mean, light. If it wasn't light in the get go, oh, it man. couldn't be new light, could it? I, I've had this conversation that when, when when I was at Bethel, one of the things that we would often do um, is we would have what we call deep discussion. Deep. What was actually forbidden because the Bethel, because of Ray Franz and and their, their deep discussions before I came, you know, people were told don't be having, don't don't get too deep, you know, stay light, don't get too deep. But the guys would often sit around and we would have deep discussions and we would try to be philosophical, I guess. How is something if something is new light from Jehovah, if something is new light from Jehovah, and the previous teaching you call that new light from Jehovah, then what was it? Mm -hmm. Loaded language, once again, making sure and maintaining that it's always the truth. Even when you have to change it and drop it because it's wrong. They never change. Loaded language. At you borrow their language, you borrow their conclusions. Let's take a couple of more. Disfellowshipped, disassociated. The dis is on you. Yeah. Loaded language. Oh, yeah. Oh, Demonization. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As opposed to, hey, I didn't agree. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, those are very powerful words. I mean, you want to see a Jehovah's Witness move? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. A person can be talking to someone in a store, and they don't know that this person is disfellowship. And the person says, well, you know, I'm disfellowship. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you think they got, they got the rabies or something. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, and, and because of this type of loaded language, the witness many times does not know how to handle various circumstances. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a very good example that happened in our congregation. The circuit of asked the congregation, by a show of hands, a disfellowship person is walking in the rain with their children. Can you pick them up? Mm -hmm. By a show of hands. And what you saw, you, you could see their, their hands, they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. So they didn't know, do I show fellow feeling for this person or not? So he had to tell him, my brother, you know, the person in an accident or a person trying to get to Kingdom Hall, you see him walking, you, you can pick him up. You ain't, you ain't got to say much to him in the car, but you can pick him up. But see, they didn't know what to do. They was lost. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So these loaded words, they, they have meaning to them. And then when the witness find themselves in circum circumstances, they don't know what to do. 
Once again, the power of having and using loaded language, loaded words. You borrow their language, you borrow their conclusions. Maybe the ultimate, the Jehovah's Witnesses. It, that's language that says you are a witness to God of God. Now, that may be great branding, but I have to say, the truth, the anointed, the Jehovah's Witnesses, God's organization, it's the kind of language that basically... It, it, it basically convinces you that yeah, yeah. you're on the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. When, when it might end up being, well, we're good Bible students and we're trying hard, yeah. but it's called something else. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny you said because when we were kids, we was grown up as kids, we were always taught in, in some of the older publications the pure language. Mm. And that's true. Jehovah's Witnesses have their own language and they use it. And as you said before, the words can be used for something positive or the words can be used for something negative. And that is just the power of an entire organization that has their own language. As most organizations and cultures do, Jehovah's Witnesses have theirs as well. It drives people's emotions, people's feelings, and as you mentioned before, their actions as well. Yeah. You've got to learn how to take the language, put it under the microscope, and get to the truth. Don't overstate. Don't understate. Because when you borrow someone's language, you borrow their conclusions. Yes, JT, will. any closeout comments? No. Once again, we encourage people, as always, take the time, do the digging. And just look at the examples we gave and read them yourself. And you'll see, man, I just never really thought about that. Well, what we'd like to do is invite everyone to take the time, share in the comment section what your experience has been with seeing how the organization uses loaded language. Mm -hmm. And as Daniel, and we always tell you, share this with a friend. We think they'll enjoy it as well as you did. Words matter. Don't be lazy with your language. This is Dan. This is JT. Well, we invite you to subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit that bell so that you can receive notifications when we upload new content. Give us a thumbs up if you like this video. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.